At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Yeah. And I'm here also. There we go. I expected like an intro and you were just like. <laughs> that was mm, the your okay. intro. I'm, no, I'm going for record speed. Go join our Patreon. Go join our Discord. Uh, so, <laughs> Tau, third sphere of expansion. <laughs> New record, boys. One minute intro. Not, that was like a 20 second so this is part it. of the reform of Lorehammer. <laughs> <laughs> no more rambling. Whoa. Let's go. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Anyway, rabble. I'm Ian. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> uh, it was either this or we go to like boring radio announcer like, mm. welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Greetings, Eric. My name is Phillips Thompson, and I will be joining you this evening on this jaunt. Mm. On this segment, On we this speak segment. about the intricacies of Shrek. Shrek? <laughs> no one told me this was a Shrek podcast. Shrek cast. Shrek hammer. <laughs> okay, there. Now, one minute. There. How are we doing for time? Can we jump into the episode? Uh, well, let's actually share <laughs> some things. Mark did uh. coke before this episode. <laughs> uh, before we get in, just in case you guys wanted more ways to hang out with us, uh, you should check out our Discord community. We have a link on our Facebook. If you can't find it, just shoot us a message and we'll give you an invite to the Discord. Yeah. It's pretty great. We run contests on our Discord uh, that are monthly. We have... Meet new people. Yeah. Make <laughs> friends. <laughs> this sounds like the community trailer for <laughs> yeah. their new community college. Mm. Get uh, lots of notifications. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, yeah, so we run, we have a necromunity thing where we're building uh, a planet together and, and fleshing it all out. We do community events where we do hangouts, painting parties, vibe events, we watch movies. So it's kind of just a, a fun place to hang out. Just come chill. And if you like it enough and you want to support what we're doing in the community, make sure you check out our Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, you can become a Patreon member. Or 10 if you're a real Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not mention that it only takes $2 to watch our videos Yeah, on don't YouTube. tell them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should just go for as big as possible. Ignore the $2 threshold yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's just for tax purposes. That That's helps. right. You can ignore yeah, that. Yeah. You can... Something to do with taxes. I don't <laughs> Okay. That was a good intro. How's that? Now are we ready? I feel good. I'm just so excited to talk about my boys, the Tau. The Tau. You know, I can't wait. Can we add like a womp, 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 uh, womp, womp? That's how it else, feels. I am sincere. I love the Tao. I love me some Tao. This is the beginning of every Tao episode where yeah. we start out really excited. <laughs> and then at the end, we're like, that was, that oh was my off. God. 
honestly, as we were uh, planning this episode, we got pretty much to the end of it, and I was like, man, Mark, I don't know what it is. But I'm but sad as fuck. By now. the time I get to the end, I'm just a ball of rage and <laughs> hatred know. and anger. We'll get there. Uh, don't worry. Oh. <laughs> It's par for the course. Anyways, let's <laughs> let's let's do some tau. Let's oh, do some tau. Um, just in case we didn't explain to you, Ian, how we're going to do it is we're all going to mm-hmm. read a section at a time. Mm. So like, okay, you'll take you. a whole yeah. thing. Oh, I personally like to read oh, word by word, left oh. or right. Now, yeah. I don't do it always exactly that way. I like to take some creative liberties with my reading, <laughs> yeah. right? But uh, that is how I like to do it. I'll try that. Okay, creative okay. liberties. Good. Creative liberties. No, just the reading. During part. time, this Tau, the tested were they like have never tested been. It's going well so far. I can feel the rage building, though. My eye starts twitching. I get a blood vessel that pops. It's just standard Tau stuff. Just Tau things. Yeah. Oh, Tau, third sphere of expansion. We've done two of these before, and we did another one where we talked about in-between spheres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, a sphere of expansion as well. When the Tau go out into the galactic and try to conquer one planet. Sure. Yep. Well, it's Whatever. Big, that that yeah. can't be their goal, but <laughs> inevitably. That is what happens, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a big enough thing that it's an entire <laughs> sphere of expansion for them, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the cause of the third sphere of expansion. So where we last left the Tau was 700 M41. Their last uh, sphere of expansion had come to a close, and it would nearly be 300 years before a new sphere was declared. Wow. What yep. were they doing? Well, there's a couple things they were doing. Yeah. During this time, the t- or as Eric likes to say, during Tau tested, tested. <laughs> in- <laughs> during this time, the Tau oh, were no. tested like they have never been tested, with the Imperium launching the Damocles Crusade. Um, we talk about that. The ill-fated Farsight Expedition. We have an entire episode yeah. uh, based around the Farsight. Yeah. And the devastation wrought by the High Fleet Gorgon. Mm. Mm. On top of all that, orcs launched a massive wog against the Empire. And uh, with the sacrifice of Tau lives, they were able to fight off the Greenskins. Uh, that was called the Great War of Confederation. Yeah, we actually talk about how that's kind of their, like, this between sphere period that we're not actually going to talk about in this episode. It was a major turning point for the Tau. It's kind yeah. of when they, like, realize the scope of what they're actually doing outside of their planet. Yeah, yeah. It's like they, mm-hmm. they have this huge wog, a high fleet to deal with. Half their empire kind of went with Farsight. Like it's yeah. A Damocles Crusade. You know, oh they're meeting the Imperium. There's some stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's pretty changing for them, this between spheres. So you'll see, you should see a big difference between the first two spheres and this third one because it's after kind of they gain all this new perspective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after the uh, Great War of Confederation, they... The Tau won. So riding high in the aftermath of victory, Ethereal Supreme Unva knew that now was the perfect time. To strike. No, to launch oh, the third sphere that's... of expansion. You're not Eldar. I was close. <laughs> Sorry. I was close. Yeah, so that's kind of what it is for sure. They they want to ride that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did this huge push and the propaganda machines are pumping out new information. They're ready to go. Um, exactly. There, there's a bunch of factors that they are able to even uh, do that uh, – 
Yeah, well, read the thing. So one of the factors, <laughs> you know, the beginning. So. Let's talk about the beginning of the sphere, 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 sphere. <laughs> uh, one of the factors that allowed the Tau to declare the third sphere of expansion was that the Tau were pushed to total war against the orcs. Their civilization focused all their efforts on the war front. After the War of Confederation, the Empire was able to support larger campaigns than ever before due to this ramping up. You can kind of see that they put a much larger focus on military might now than they had ever previously. Sure. They realized that the galaxy was a fucking dangerous place. Yeah, you can't just be an explorer and a settler. You yeah. have to be an army. Or even army. a negotiator. You can't even just rely on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to be willing to you know defend and attack mm-hmm. for your for your whatever empire yeah so the firecast also gained much valued combat experience and lessons while the earth's cast re- created all manner of new technology including improved ship engines and stasis chambers giving them access to larger regions of space as opposed to before where the tower had focused on specific star clusters yeah yeah there's a bunch of cool stuff they even uh created some i don't want to say like doomsday weapons but like for the tau yeah exactly <laughs> they're, they're not imperial level of destruction but they're still pretty crazy so right yeah it was a pretty innovative time how's the warp coming <laughs> uh, it, it does not exist that's for the fourth spirit of expansion we're not there yet yeah it's baby steps you know Sorry. first you have to be able to destroy a planet. weapons of mass destruction yes yes <laughs> travel relevant no. to the galaxy yeah, we'll, we'll just there. put you in stasis. You'll be fine. You don't need to see your family again. <laughs> <laughs> None of that matters in the face of the greater yeah, good. Exactly. So the first of the expedition fleets with this new technology and this newfound uh, kind of drive. Purpose. Yeah, exactly. Vision. A new purpose. Ooh, I like mm. this. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> For the greater good. For the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> so these, the first of the expedition fleets were launched. And the third sphere was underway. Very cool. Now, before we actually get into kind of the timeline of the sphere itself, we are going to go over a couple of the... Uh, Key characters. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. The, the leaders and commanders who were involved in a lot of the decision-making for the, the sphere. Yeah. The so uh, Ian's going to kick us off. So Anva is the head honcho. And uh, I'm going to butcher his whole name, but we're going... Aun o ta'au akaya vadenta. <laughs> yeah, boy. I think was... that's about as good as you could do. Thanks, I am a tau. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, a fish people. Thank you. <laughs> Anva was an ethereal in the Tao Empire, eventually replacing Aun Wei as the Tao ethereal supreme, master of the undying spirit, the leader of the empire. Uh, before his promotion to Ethereal Supreme, he sat uh, upon the highest councils governing not just the Sept's, but also the entire Empire. Uh, although he was the spiritual leader of the Tao, he has also served on the very front lines in the early expansionist phase of the Tao Empire. And he was instrumental in Tao planning during the Farsight Expedition and the Great War of Confederation against the Orcs. So how old was Aun? Anva, because oh. when we say that he was in the early expansionist <laughs> phase of the Tao Empire, yeah. does that mean like spheres one and two? That's what it makes it sound like. No, Unway un- un- was. That was Unway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, okay. he's just around during these two things. Um, yeah, he really makes like a rise during the uh, Great War for Confederation. I think that's like his kind of first. Okay. Not command, but. That's the first yeah. time you like see him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As like a 
leadership figure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anva was a rock for his people, and his presence at the Sikoa system allowed the Fire Warriors to destroy the Reek. And upon the flanks of Mount Sion, he described the fate of the Orc Wa. Grognik, the Tau, destroyed utter... Wow. We got a lot of words in this one. I'm, I'm trying Mark's... I'm trying Mark's strategy. Some creative liberty not panning out for me right now. Uh, the Orc Wa, Grognik, the Tau utterly destroyed the orcs during the battle of mugaloth bay during the third sphere of expansion he personally accompanied commander shadow sun in the battle which turned into one of the greatest tau victories over the imperium i think we just got to really remember this line here which turned into the greatest tau victory (laughs) (laughs) especially if you know what happens with well the first is the first one the victory or the second one they're all victories. Every <laughs> battle the Tau go into victory. 100% casualty, 100% success. Yeah, 100% strategical mm-hmm. victory. Yeah. They had 100 fire warriors of resources, and they used all that to win the war. It's wow, good. that That's... sounds like a perfect use of resource allocation. Exactly. 100% completion rate. Exactly. Mark's a pro-propagandist <laughs> here. <laughs> I've been with the Tau for a long time. So that Anva is one of the leaders. And the next one is Commander Shadow Sun. Yeah. Bay. Cool. Everyone's waifu, apparently. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Mine, for sure. I didn't. Hmm. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it either. <laughs> Until I see a tattoo of Shadow Sun on your body, Ian, I don't believe it. Can I get the, the anime one? Yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you want to take Shadow Sun? Okay. Commander Shadow Sun Lucky hailed. <laughs> uh, don't like that. <laughs> that took me a me. second. Uh. Hailed is one of the greatest heroes of the Tau Empire. Shasso Shasera, the spear of the greater good, better known as Commander Shadow Sun, has fought many hard wars as the military leader of the Tau Empire. Taught and trained by Puritide in his academy, she quickly proved to be one of Puritide's top students, some even calling her true disciple of Commander Puritide. She was a master of Kion tactics. What is Ko- Kion? Koyon? Koyon. So, uh, Tao have two main like tactical beliefs. They have the Montka, which is the killing blow, and then the Koyon, which is like patient hunter, I think. So one is using excessive force to just completely annihilate mm-hmm. yeah. your enemy, and yeah. the other is using whatever thing is to your advantage or pinpointing weaknesses in your enemy. Oh, maneuvering. Yeah, yeah, but using a, a much more tactical approach. Um, and for orc players, if you're listening this far in, one is like Gork and one is like Mork. Right. So it's up to you to decide which is which. Which is which, yeah. but As an I hope player. now you guys feel like you're involved in this episode. Yeah. yeah for the rest, get out. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> After her training, she was put into stasis to await her time in command. A few hundred years passed while other leaders, such as, the Far- such as Farsight, led the Firecast. After Farsight's fall and the Empire's need for a new hero emerge, Shadow Sun was awoken from her stasis, tasked with leading the Tau forces in the Great War of Confederation. It was here that she proved her tactical genius and combat prowess. Uh, yeah, so... So she's the, really familiar with Anva. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's even a line where they like go everywhere together in the third sphere. Inseparable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, lovers in the night. Lovers, lovers in the, in the night. In the daytime. In the daytime. Yeah, that's how. Wow. It, yeah. 
all over the place. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, yeah, Un- Unva and uh, Shadow Sun, they're both kind of first appearances, I guess, is the Great War of Confederation, this great uh, wog that they, you know, fought. So on Kesh... That they won. That they won. It was rallied, a victory. And, yeah. Um, some cool stuff happened. So on Kesh, uh, Shadow Sun earned her name. Using a solar eclipse, she set up her forces so that the uh, Empire was able to remain hidden and ambush and destroy the orc threat on the planet. That sounds That's, like the perfect Koyan. Sounds yeah. cool. It also makes it sound like she caused the solar eclipse, which I know is not <laughs> yeah, at if, all if what happened. Maybe it was like the Imperium or Necron. You're like, yeah, maybe they blew that up for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. But then I'm Surprise! like, oh, wait, it's how, never mind. <laughs> it did not happen. With these great victories attached to her, it was clear that Shadow Sun was the leader the Empire needed. There was only one thing to, left to do to solidify her position. Learning of the betrayal of Farsight, her predecessor, and she trained with him too, like a uh, fellow student, yeah. Yeah, they, w- they were under Pure Tide together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she went to the training dome, dome on Montier and destroyed uh, the last statue of Farsight with the uh, twin fusion blasters of her XV-22 battlesuit and swore to spread the greater good with pride and honor. Damn, you got to completely remove that stain. Yeah, eh? yeah. Um, it, it sounds very... If, if Christian was here, he would say something about how communists always delete the past and there'd be some rant. <laughs> and then we talk about how they're not communists and it has nothing to do with communism. There'd be, there'd be situations. Sure. But we're, pat, we're, but we're moving past You know it. what this actually does what? remind me of? What? Is the um, statues of the Primarchs in the Great oh. Hall and how the two had been removed sure. because of something previous that had happened in their past. And, I mean, I, hmm. I don't even think Shadow Sun knows about any of that stuff but it's a very similar <laughs> yeah. like process and you know you need to remove every reminder of that person yeah who's... so who's a communist now yeah nobody's a communist oh, yeah. eric it's are Christian. you <laughs> it's i was the secret communist the whole time <laughs> <laughs> okay so she would go on to lead the third sphere of expansion uh field testing many experimental stealth suit and earning such military distinctions uh, that she was eventually dubbed the heroine of the third sphere of expansion. Yeah, she's done uh, two different stealth suits that we know of. She's field tested. Um, if you're if you're following our Patreon videos, here's an example of one. That was her first model. Looking um, good. It's quite a bit different than the regular stealth suits. And then she got an updated model. Which one is it? This one right here. The ghost keel. No, no, it's not even a ghost kill. It's the four R. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over at Eric's face and he's just smiling. He's just, he's just playing me like a fiddle. Her new model is cool. It's interesting. I think it's. Is cool. that the official model or is that, that converted? No, that's what she looks like. So now. she has the hero rock. Nice. The hero. She rock. got the hero rock. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a hero if you didn't have the hero rock. Well, how else would you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Just be some random move. I do. It. I feel like Games Workshop listened to my my whining from 10 plus years ago of yeah. me saying that I just want people jumping off of things <laughs> yeah. at all times. I think they heard They you, must have, you know. Boy, Eric. They definitely listened. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's talk about another one of the leaders in the Third Sphere, and that was a Commander Sure Strike. So Commander Sure Strike was a renowned military leader and a true follower of the greater good. During the third sphere of expansion, Shurd Strike, under the command of Shadow Sun, fought to subdue the survivors of Mugaleth Bay who were attempted to defect to the Farsight Enclaves. He would go on to gain such favor with Shadow Sun that when the fourth sphere of expansion was launched, 
Shadow Sun recommended he should lead it. So that's a pretty big recommendation coming from like the hero, the heroine of the third sphere. Yeah. I wonder why Shadow Sun didn't want to. She's just lazy. Just a just lazy. Just going She's back. just tired. She needed some stasis. Yeah. <laughs> Put me back in there so I can come back to in 200 years. Yeah. She's like, I'm feeling a little groggy. I'll see you guys on this, whatever, the oh, seventh expansion. Sure strike. He's great. I've known <laughs> yeah. him for how many? One battle? Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a nap, guys. You'll, you'll be fine. Uh, and then next we've got Commander Sternshield. Shah Sotau Tassar also known as Commander Sternshield, is a Tau commander that is known to have engaged the Imperium during the fall of Prefecture. Yeah, that's how I would say it. Prefecture. This is within the third sphere of expansion. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so Sternshield specializes in the Kalyon method of battle, using his hunter cadres as a shield for which he is named. He waits for the perfect moment to strike to strike oh, no sorry no to interrupt and oh. blunt the enemy's attacks airlifting his troops into battle via orca oh orca cool model that should exist but should exist. probably yeah i actually run into it quite a bit in this uh this sphere the orcas yeah they're uh, awesome kind of cursed but they're so chunky yeah it looks uh heavy i mean that's very paperweighty yeah, it, it's very like it's not sleek, you know. Right, and it, that's, it looks I like guess a brick. Why it contrasts weirdly against their newer models, right? Because mm. like they're all such like jagged edges and stuff, and this is like a big bar of soap. Yeah, <laughs> they're nice. Um, it's big. It is. If that's it's, in it's, scale it, it, to it a hammerhead, yeah, that's well, huge. Yeah, they can hold like uh, eight battle suits or six, I guess. But yeah, yeah it's a big chungus. Okay, cool. they're um, neat. After preparing their position, Sternshield waits for his prey to come to him before launching a devastating ambush. He is known for his resilience, resilience, perfectionist nature, and patience. Mm. So another player of the Koyan. Koyan. Yeah. We don't know uh, bloodthirsty killers yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Commander Swift Flame. Shas O Valora Shas Shalas. Better known as Commander Swift Flame is a cow commander that is known to have engaged the Imperium during the fall of Perfecta, where he proved to be the master of deception and convincing his enemies that they had met or that they had him at a disadvantage. Swift Flame specialized in speed, destruction, and uh, dramatic, hot-blooded warfare. He, there's a reason they use that word. Uh, <laughs> Valora, uh, it means hot-blooded in Tau. Right. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is infamous. He is infamous for his conviction and self uh, confidence, but is driven not by pride, but by the doctrines of the greater good. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Like he's uh, the way his tactic works is like he'll set up hunter cadres like uh, in a wall, and then they're just this guy's kind of almost uh, Montka, his fighting style. Okay, yeah, it's probably the closest wall. to it. Yeah, they set up a wall and they just like unleash everything. That definitely... Um, but he tricks you into walking into it first. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You definitely get that from the Viorla, the hot-blooded. Like, how many how many times do you have to, like, risk yourself and what you're doing in order to earn Viorla, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tactical scholars have compared his fast-paced style of warfare very similar to the Renegade Farsight. Mm -hmm. and, and Farsight loved to use Monka, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Very cool. Uh, another of the commanderness of the third sphere yeah, yeah. was Admiral Skychild. Yeah, and Skychild is a Tau admiral of the Tau aircast race. 
Sky Child is a member of the Aircast. Ah. And Sky Child <laughs> okay, is a yeah. child <laughs> of, the, of the sky, uh-huh. as it were. Uh, and he is part of the Aircast. Uh, okay. <laughs> how, how long do I have to draw this out? <laughs> we can go to the next one. It's yeah, fine. No, okay. He commanded Aircast forces in the Prefecture campaign. And his aircraft suffered heavy losses at the hand of <laughs> Raven Guard ambushes. But yeah. unfortunately, that's all we really get to know about this admiral. It's kind of cool. Um, obviously, there would be some like individual who is leading all like the aircast right, members. Yeah, you know, like whatever the Imperial Navy equivalent would be in the Tau. Yeah, someone is going to be commanding that, and I don't think it is this Admiral Skychild. There's probably a couple. Yeah, but there's but, probably a bunch right. on different fronts. Uh, but you could assume that this Admiral is a pretty important person. He's an Admiral uh, of the aircast. Right. So. So then it's like, nah, whatever. <laughs> You're doing something, but nobody cares. Uh, last but not least is Aon Do, uh, who is another Tau ethereal. Uh, while overseeing Commander Shadowsun in the Prefecture campaign, Aon Do's orca was shot down over Prefecture. Uh, a desperate hunt between the Raven Guard under Captain Solak and Shadow Sun erupted, both vying to capture the valuable leader. However, in the end, Aon Do was able to escape back to safety. Classic. Yeah. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky boy. So those are some of the heroes that appear um, for the tower, at least. You, there's a bunch of uh, Imperial side of things as well, but we're not going to really... We're not focused that. on the Imperium today. Yeah. Today we're focused on the Tau. For um, the greater good. Fact check, too. Uh, for the aircast. O means admiral, so when they have O in front of them, okay. so it is the highest. So he rank. is the highest yeah. ranking he could possibly be yeah. as an aircast. Yeah. That's and cool. He just gets one line, hey? <laughs> I, yeah, that shows you how much the propaganda really cares about wa- the, the aircast. Yeah. His aircraft suffered heavy casualties <laughs> to Raven Guard ambushes. I fucking hate being ambushed in the sky, you know? And he's <laughs> the aircast. Yeah. Yeah, is he not supposed pathetic. to? Pathetic. He's supposed you, to be yeah, so good. You're just having a nice flight, and you look over to your left, and holy shit, there's a Raven Guard in a jump pad. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ripping off your wing. Yeah, someone get the windshield wipers out. Get, <laughs> yeah. get them out of here. Why are we hitting so many Ravens? <laughs> yeah, so that's nice. Well, that is, yeah, a list of a couple of the commanders. And admirals. And admirals. You're right. I'm, I apologize. You know what, to Admiral Skychild? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, eh? Sorry, eh, bud? Yeah. Well, let's actually get into um, the beginning of the third sphere of expansion. The yeah. first, um, what is it, conflict that we have for them? Yeah. Yeah, first major one, for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Battle of Mugaloth Bay, the largest battle of the sphere so far. Uh, the hive planet formerly known as Agralian became a key strategic point for the expansion. Mugaloth Bay was also known as the gateway to the Dovar system, allowing access to the rest of the planets. Yeah, so it was kind of just this like small area in space where this planet, I guess, is located, and they're using it as a spot. It's it, a, it's a little. It's like a staging point. Yeah. Like you can't, you don't want to make too long of like space journeys without breaks in between, and this right. is like the perfect choke point. Yeah. Before you kind of entered the next area of space, the last planet on the way out, maybe type thing. Yeah. Yeah. The gas station equivalent of yeah. a planet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Captured by the joint efforts of Commander Shadow Sun and Ethereal Unva, their use of the Tau XV-104 battlesuits were instrumental in overcoming the Imperial Guard tank blockade that surrounded the capital hive. 
is 104 uh, a Riptide? Um, we'll Pop quiz, Mark. Yeah, it is. Oh, Rip I'm good cry. at this. Nice. <laughs> you play Tau, don't Look at you? me go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me go. Oh, does that mean that they were developed in the Third Sphere expansion? I believe they were. I, I think Riptides and Storm Surges both made their big appearances mm. in the third sphere of expansion. It's a pretty big, like, strong arm for the Tau. Oh, it's a very big yeah. difference compared to what they had previously been using? Yeah. 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 This camp- campaign served another purpose for the Tau. Um, they were able to test 12 different advanced weapon prototypes and retrieve valuable battle damage or data. The only hiccup was a fusion reactor meltdown on Mughalath Bay's moon, which consequently destroyed said moon but hey you know the price you pay for clean efficient energy right is yeah. a destroyed moon yeah what's the problem <laughs> but fusion is good fusion oh is fusion's good. great it's yeah. the best <laughs> it's the best uh yeah so the, yeah like they've done 12 different uh, advanced weapon prototypes they're unleashing all these new battle suits and stuff um they're really coming out like full force like the that war really gave everything they needed the war of confederation they needed to really push right yeah um, yeah, so that battle, they fought over that planet, and uh, they were able to take Mughaloth Bay uh, from the Imperium, and yeah. Yes, yeah, it was a pretty good victory for them, actually. It uh, kind of convinced them that, like, okay, like, maybe, like, maybe we suffered some setbacks in the Damocles Crusade, and, you know, High Fleet Gorgon was terrible, but, you know, maybe we're <laughs> but on But look our... at us now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at me now, Dad! We've um, blown up our first moon. <laughs> yeah, Oop, oopsies. <laughs> That's no moon. It's an asteroid field. Oh. Um, but yeah, this is kind of their. It, it feels like they're on a roll. Yeah. At this point, and they're happy with from it. one win. <laughs> it's all it takes. We're on a roll, boys. <laughs> use it. Use it. Use yeah. it. <laughs> we need everything we've got. Uh, okay, so the Battle of Voltaurus is next. So after the Imperium's loss at the Battle of Mugileth Bay, they limped in a slow retreat towards the feudal world of Voltaurus. The Tau Empire was emboldened by their victory at Mugileth Bay, and so they quickly moved towards Voltaurus, confident in their scans, showing little in the way of Imperial forces. So this is... Unfortunately, it was a trap! No, no! Um, yeah, the Imperium had purposefully made a slow retreat away from Mugileth Bay, you know, kind of imitating like an injured animal slowly mm. limping their way away. They got uh, him. They got him good. Yeah, they had fallen back to Voltaurus <laughs> where Cetacean jungle fighters, uh, Astartes white scars, and Astartes raven guard were all lying in wait. The scans previously done by the Tau forces had been tricked by a psychic mist cast by the white scars storm seer sudabe 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 crazy yeah this mist hid the true strength of the imperium's defensive forces so it, it's kind of like that'd be a kind of crazy thing from the tau to all of a sudden realize like you can't trust your instruments yeah yeah yeah, you go down to the planet. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Because they rely like, oh. very heavily <laughs> on their technical, yeah. like, wonders and marvels. And all of a sudden, to be like, some guy can just be like, hey, Mist, come here. <laughs> and now all of your scans are poopy. Feels hey, really bad. <laughs> At the foot of Furion Peak, Shadow Sun landed her forces and the trap was sprung. The Tau forces were unable to comprehend the psychic powers of the Stormseers, who used their abilities to help the Imperium forces engage the Tau in close range, which, as we all know, is the absolute worst thing that the Tau could ever want, yeah. is not to good be in close it. range. <laughs> no. Not very good. No. 
while Shadow Sun was able to hunt down and kill Stormseer Sudabe, it was too little, too late. And the arrival of scores of Imperial Knights was the final nail in the coffin. That's cool. Yeah, it just Rip. it went from bad to worse yeah. for these guys. Just lure them in, and then we'll bring in a fleet of knights. Yeah, <laughs> fresh off of their victory at Mugalath Bay, too. So uh, they're feeling yeah. really confident. They're riding that high, and then all of a sudden, it just like psychic mist. Boom! Big trap at the landing zone. Boom! Yeah, knights come in. Boom! <laughs> scores of knights. Yes. Yeah, Not feeling great after that one. <laughs> Uh, Shadow Sun's escape was bought with the lives of many Tau, even a lot of uh, her like very close guard it oh, took. Okay. So a lot of people that she was really uh, closely knit with, you know, relationship-wise. But and, the hero of the Third Sphere, heroine of the Third Sphere expansion did survive, right? Of course. Good. Okay, and good. she vowed that their sacrifice would not be in vain. Oh, well, then it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jot this one up to Tau victory. It sounds tau, like it to me. Tau strategic victory I, or a tactical victory. I think so. Tactical retreat. <laughs> no, just victory. Just oh, it's straight just like, up. Oh, victory. Yeah, so sorry, sorry, sorry. So how do, how do we make the propaganda for this poster? Like, Voltoris, we learn the strength of the greater good is through the sacrifice of our people. No, it's Voltoris. We never wanted it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly planet. It stinks. <laughs> we left. <laughs> Oof. Well... After that big blow, they uh, tackled the Zeist campaign. Now a couple years into the third sphere of expansion, many planetary governors began requesting additional reinforcements from the Imperium to help fight the Xenos threat. They had seen planets overtaken, and some had even surrendered to the Tau, avoiding conflict by annexing into the Empire and its greater good, as they should. It's kind of interesting to note that prior to this, they weren't really sending out like reinforcement signals. It was kind mm. of just whatever was in the area already was answering the call. Okay. Like they're still they're still getting people from neighboring systems and even sectors, but they're not putting out distress signals sure. yet. And now is the point where the Imperium's like, okay, maybe we should bring in things that aren't already here. Right. And oh that's not God. a good sign for the Tau. Scores wait. of knights are already there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need just, more help. Just wait till you see Very scores of titans. My <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what <laughs> they're fucked. <laughs> uh only one Astartes chapter was able to immediately answer that call as there were many other threats the Imperium was dealing with at the same time. Marnius Calgar, chapter master of the Ultramarines, sent the second company under the command of Captain Cato Sicarius to the Zeist sector to draw a line in the sand and to begin the Imperium's reclamation. Mm-hmm. Cato Sicarius, Sicarius, hero of the Imperium. <laughs> Sicarius! Kato! <laughs> Sicarius! Sicarius! Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Marnius is like, oh no, they need help. Yeah. I'm going to send one-tenth <laughs> of my power. One hundred right. guys. And that's like the most badass reinforcement. It really is. <laughs> like a hundred Marines yeah. all in one place. That's Because it includes all their fleets mm-hmm. and their armories, yeah. whatever battle barges they're, they're in and have, with, right? With so. them, it would probably include like uh, the Ultramarine Guard as well. Absolutely. Like scores of, I forget what they call them, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, even though it says second company, you need to understand that in terms of like power that's a pretty big commitment. And we're talking about the Tau. <laughs> yeah, especially against the Really tau. puts it into perspective. <laughs> yeah, send 100 guys over. 
<laughs> That's all we need, right? Should, should be fine. Should work itself out. Uh, the Ultramarine's first target was the Forge World Praetonus V, and a decisive loss was handed to the Tau Empire. This marked a turning point for the advancement of the sphere, and the Tau began to be pushed back methodically by the superior 100 Astartes forces. <laughs> Eventually, more and more space... I can feel the rage building. <laughs> more and more space marine forces joined the battle, which only caused the Tau to lose more ground. These forces included Nightwatch, Halo Dragons, Silver Skulls, Sable Swords, Crimson Fists, Iron Lords, Aurora Chapter, Eagle Warriors, Knights of the Raven, and some other as well. You know, like a yeah. couple, couple of each. Yeah, just pick two random things. Like pick a color and an object. Let's go with <laughs> red feathers. Okay, uh, I want to do this. Uh... Black hand sanitizer. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, was, they were there. The yellow mice. <laughs> they, were yeah, there. they were also no. there. <laughs> there are many chapters there. I, I honestly... Like, what if they only each sent maybe 10 Marines? That's what I'm saying. Possible, you yeah. know? You got five guys, you're not doing anything? You got some <laughs> dirty Xenos to take care of. You know, just, you know, just over your coffee There's break like or something. There's 15 plants over there. If you guys want to just go reclaim them real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. no worries. Space Marines are like, <laughs> only 15? Oh, we'll only send four of us then, I guess. <laughs> um, so lots of buddies came to help out the Ultramarines. Uh, with only one planet in the Zeiss sector left, uh, Agura, Agura. It was only a matter of time before the tower routed through the Space Marines. Though the Space Marines did win back the planet, they could not force their way into tower-controlled space, as many of the chapters were recalled once the Zeiss sector was clear. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They were like, they're done here. There was a it. lot of things that the Imperium was mm. dealing with at that time. So as soon as like the critical threat had passed, they yeah. recalled a lot of their forces. Oh, yeah. good for the Tau. It's one of the only ways the Tau actually <laughs> succeeds yeah. that's what i mean it, it's yeah. just the lack of, of availability of fighters yeah. against them so because yeah. like nobody cares enough yeah exactly <laughs> it's not a high enough on the threat they're level like, oh, here's a like, hundred guys like, we have tyranids to deal with yeah. so they're no longer in our space yeah, just, they're <laughs> yeah. fine whatever uh, the imperium would cl- claim this recapture of the zeiss sector as a victory though Commander Shadow Sun had purposefully sacrificed this sector to the Imperium so her forces could claim uncontested ground elsewhere. I see how the propaganda works. I am understanding the machine now. This was uh... an intentional Tau victory. (laughs) (laughs) Military genius. With many lives of the greater good, did we get this other rock out we, there? Yeah. Sure, we they sent all the of 100 firewars once again, <laughs> and we used all 100 of them. We didn't want those planets anyways. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, uh, God. They're it's awesome. One of, the, one of the things that makes my eye twitch a little bit in there. I'm twitching. <laughs> so, let's go see where they did take ground. The fall of Perfecta. Returning her focus to Mugaloth Bay and the Dovar system, Commander Shadowsun determined to make her sacrifice of the previous campaigns, plural, mean something. The Dovar system contained the sacrifice. Gilded World, a, a system incalculably rich with resources. Yeah, I'd never heard of these Gilded Worlds until this, but apparently, yeah, it's stupid how much how many resources are actually on these worlds or is and that just what the tower telling no because the imperium really cares about them too. oh okay so yeah these gilded so worlds actually important my kill team also cares about the mark so well so does off. mine well son of a bitch 
what are we going to do when we all meet in the face of battle? Well, I'm going to lose is what it is because <laughs> yeah. I play Necron. Yeah. So. I'm already there. I'm playing Tau. <laughs> <laughs> We've got him, I think. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, the, began, the battle began with a oh, single... Oh, you missed number oh. two. Though initially a well-stocked and fortified Imperial Fortress, Perfecta had been emptied of its strength uh, to help in the battles of Voltorus and the Zeiss campaign. This was the exact opportunity that Shadowsun needed to inspire... This is... To inspire and prove their capability. It's I so barely, funny. Yeah. It's so funny that she was like, oh, most of them are gone. Let's fuck them up. Like, that's victory. That's, that's the motivation <laughs> they need. Oh, there's hardly any there. We could probably win that battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. The battle began, began with a single downtown orca. The ethereal Undo was shot down onto Perfecta, and both sides frantically searched for this leader. Ultimately, the Tau would recover their leader, snatched from the talons of Shadow Captain Solak. Okay. You want to hear how this happened? I would love, 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 love to. I mean, you don't actually I would want to, to but <laughs> no one... going to make my blood boil? Yes. Oh, let's 100%. do it. Let's do it. So, okay. So this... Aunda lands on this planet, and the Shadow Captain Solak, who is a captain of the Raven Guard chapter yeah is like i'm gonna find this guy and you know capture him because he's a, a leader of the tau empire sure so he's hunting this guy through the forest in a land that you know is an imperium wow that was <laughs> sorry sometimes the google searches are weird uh yeah so he's hunting for this guy and it doesn't make sense to me that you could ever evade uh, an Aspart- astartes captain Sure. But this guy does on a planet that he's unfamiliar with yeah. and cut off from his resources. And let's be certain of something that Ethereals are not known as these superlative <laughs> warriors. Yeah. No. Survivalists. <laughs> they're leaders and spiritual ambassadors and political advisors. You know, they're not... You're forgetting manipulators. Right. They're manipulators. Oh. But thank God they could manipulate that rock and stone yeah. to build them a shelter, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Salak has this Aundo in his sights and he's just about to get him. And at the last moment, Aundo activates a force shield. <gasps> and then he gets carried away in an orca while Solak stares and says, I'll <laughs> get you next time, Ethereal. Is that what you were going to do? Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. Literally. That's yeah. exactly what it feels like. It just feels like some stupid child's cartoon that I'm reading. Um, Anyways, mm-hmm. let's Welcome talk about... Welcome to the Tau Empire. <laughs> <laughs> it did, you know, it didn't take long for my salt to... It's there. It's just maybe, a rear. Maybe it's this will calm you down. Oh, it's, it's, it's exciting me, actually. Oh, my God. We're looking Why at... that up? <laughs> I'm showing uh, you the ethereal form. That's not... This is unway. Oh, how would this person I, I missed that be one. able to stop this person? Oh, wait. Let me look at Solak. <laughs> Carry on. Well, no. It's you reading it. <laughs> oh, you're waiting on me. Okay. Which line? Uh, Four. Okay. That's why I'm part of the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> During this search and rescue mission, the Tau also launched offensive against the planet Doth, uh, Delinquents, uh, Caradon, and Unva pre- uh, proved a capable naval commander, outmaneuvering the Imperial Guard and Navy in his push through enemy-controlled space. It's one of the few times that you actually hear of them commanding stuff on their own. Yeah, like yeah, an ethereal yeah. in a military role sort yeah. of? Like, yeah. yeah. Instead of just being like, uh, I'm... The advisor. Or like a, a symbol of hope at the mm. battle line, the mm. front. Like, I think they go there often enough on the battle lines to like encourage and inspire. Yeah, they just go, rally to me! Exactly. And they go back Channel to their... their whatever they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vibrate their... The crystal that's hiding in their brain for or the something. For the greater good, for the greater good, for the greater good. <laughs> 
But yeah, in this one, really apparently he actually was leading the the That's air interesting. campaign. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, and I thought that, good at it. I thought that was pretty neat. Okay. It's apparently quite good at it. Yeah, yeah. barrel rolls and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Star Wars. I know a few moves. Moves slightly to the left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just recently watched that and it was pretty great. Oh, I like it, man. On Perfecta, a contingent of white scars arrived as reinforcements to the Raven Guard. Though it appeared that Shadow Sun had upped her game, every move that the Imperial forces and Astartes made seemed to be part of her trap. <laughs> Almost every offensive was soundly beaten and routed. They should have probably done this during the Zeiss campaign. Don't overthink it. Oh, it. sorry. We didn't want those planets anyway. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. We didn't want those planets. Those are shitty planets. Those are <laughs> shit planets. <laughs> Shadow Sun effectively used her subordinates, Commander Stern Shield and Swift Flame, to bait the Imperials, confusing them as to the Tau's true intentions and target by having uh, and targets by having them all on different battle lines. But appearing as Shadow Sun. Oh. oh. Yeah, it was kind of like That's every kind of tricky. Shadow Sun appeared to be commanding from every single battle line. So how can you effectively target the commander when you don't know where she is? Sure. So. Another advantage that the Tau earned was at the hands of Commander Sternshield. He rode his Cold Star battle suit into space and attached a scanner to an Imperial ship called Duty's Call, uh, allowing the Tau to intercept com- uh, Imperial communications. So that that's got to be how they were able to counteract every single move mm. of the Imperium. Sure, they had some intel. Yeah, yeah you mm. you just know if you know exactly what the enemy's going and what they're focusing on and, and where their forces it. are moving. Obviously, yeah. it's not hard to come up with a simple way to either avoid or counteract. Yeah, so. pretty pretty wild that Cold Star battlesuits can go into space. I they do that have was a twenty inch move on the table, so I believe it. I, you don't hear a lot about individuals exiting and re-entering atmosphere. No, um, but hey, like it's a fully encased battle suit, so like yeah, I mean, I, I guess why not? I guess yeah, it's pretty cool. And apparently, it was really risky. Shadow Sun was not oh, happy. Really? Shadow Sun was not happy with oh, him she doing was like, this. That's a dumb idea, bro. Yeah, I Did- think she was worried that he would just die or get lost or something, and then you lose an entire commander. Yeah, so. that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. As the fighting continued, with Swift Flame engaging the Raven Guard, Stern Shield engaging, engaging the White Scars and Corsero Can hunting for Shadow Sun, the Tau Command realized that this would not be a lightning fast victory for them. When Imperial Unvoss stepped onto the battlefield to address the Tau, Chapter Master Severax decided now was the time to trap Shadow Sun and kill her. So Severax is the Chapter Master of the Raven Guard yeah. company. So he's like, okay. Like, the big boy has stepped on the battlefield. It's time to make some waves. Yeah. That's pretty cool. At least they're bringing some, like, actual cavalry. That's not just 100 Don't random dudes. Don't get too dude. excited, <laughs> Don't get okay. too excited. Okay, okay. I'm trying to. Unfortunately for him. Oh. <laughs> poor, poor chapter master. <laughs> just wait. Severax. Just wait. I know. His elaborate scheme was foiled by an even more elaborate scheme. <laughs> As he naively cut down a decoy, he was in turn killed by Shadow Sun in her ghost kill battlesuit. Cool. I didn't know she had a ghost, ghost kill. I mean, I think she was kind of hopping around from suit to suit hmm. to try and disguise what oh, her yeah, actual movements sense. were. That's cool. That'd be a cool uh, rule. This death sent the Raven Guard reeling, who were almost completely evacuated from their battle line. The Tau began to claim more and more ground. Ha ha ha. Yeah, well, that was huge for them. How the turntables have turned. I find it funny <laughs> that, that, like, it's written like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode. <laughs> like, not only are they anime in 
you know all the tropes and stuff but sure. then their lore is also like ah here's you know my what? trap card <laughs> i like to say that i didn't edit editorialize mm. this but i definitely was as i was writing it i'm like <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> i know <laughs> literally no, like... i'm a child as i'm writing this stuff <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> you played into my ruse. Yeah. I'm pretty sure no, you I, played into my ruse. I'm pretty sure I even used the word trap card in this. <laughs> I'm sure it's there somewhere. The harried and wounded Imperial Navy began to withdraw from the planet and system, pausing only long enough to ferry a portion of the Astartes forces off the planet and replace them with an extremely large Imperial Guard present. It's terrifying to be an Astartes and your commander dies. You know, it's even worse... Then when an ethereal dies to a Tau, you just you have to leave the battlefield. There's you no can't. carrying on. Doesn't no. matter that you actually are 800 years old and that guy was only recently promoted. No big deal. But anyways, <laughs> they were harried. Shadow uh, Captain Shadow Captain Strike then determined to kill Shadow Sun and um, <laughs> recover the gene seed of his former master. Even though he failed to kill Shadow Sun, he did recover Server Axe's gene seed, and because of this, he was elevated to the rank of cha- uh, Chapter Master. Very nice. Well. And then he got his Good new model? Shrek. No, that was after. Yeah, that would be after. Had a right. Funny yeah. haircut. So he, he's just, yeah, because yeah. there's no primaries yeah, there's at no this primaries. point. What am I thinking? You dumb bitch. I, yeah. When Jeez. the forces of that remained, <laughs> the two chapters began the, to work together. Okay, this is hilarious. How come? How? Somebody tell me. Okay, somebody make it clear to me. Why uh-huh. on earth? Yeah. They couldn't have worked together before <laughs> now. Because they're, they've only known each other for 10,000 years. They're still on edge if they can <laughs> yeah. trust each other. <laughs> hey, yo, do you think we do work well together? Oh, my God. want to try? It's I Honestly, guess. it's through the power of friendship that they now come together and they realize we're better together. <laughs> <laughs> the two, two chapters then work together, uh, you know, to... To defeat the Tau. So one example of them working together was after overloading an electrode dam, a massive wave of energy swept through the plains on the planet where many Tau cadres were hiding. The White Scar's Stormseers then summoned a storm, causing more confusion and allowing the Astartes to reap death among the Tau forces. Tau do not seem to be well-versed in dealing with psychic anything. Which I kind of was ruminating why this would be. It's it's not like they don't have any knowledge of the war. That's what I mean. They were just fucked over on the other planet by the same thing. And they have allies. Right. Psyker allies. Yes. yeah. Yeah. And it's not like they don't have data from previous battles. Like... Tyranids use what would it, be conceivably yeah. warp. It seems abilities. weird that they have no like precautionary that's measures. A, that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, how can you be an effective commander? Oh my god, they're not... using psychic again, yeah. again. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I How guess we you. lost. Yeah. We lost. <laughs> we didn't want that planet anyways. 
whatever. Let's retreat. But yeah, yeah, I think that's a weird oversight that I'd All like right, to see some it. authors correct. Mm-hmm. Really, is this whole like I'm baffled by it. I would rather them like mm. try and figure out a way to deal with these powers through technology. Sure. Like, hey, this person can make a storm. All right, how do we deal with a storm? Like. Maybe we don't know where it's coming from, or maybe it's like weird in origin and stuff. And yeah. but how would we deal with this effectively in like a real military strategy? Like, come up with some way instead of just shoving your finger in your own eye and being like, I don't know, umbrellas. How did this happen? Yeah, I, I think there's better ways they could have done this instead of just being the Tao didn't know. <laughs> Eventually- Magic again. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Tau reinforcements arrived and brought massive storm surge battle uh, battle suits to each battlefront. These suits blasted away the large defenses of the Imperial forces and hives and were instrumental in securing the Tau victory. Once won, the planet was renamed Vast Talos, and the Empire declared this uh, the largest victory to ever be won by the Tau. Each victory that they win. My God. <laughs> Now this is the This is the absolute best thing we've (laughs) ever done. (laughs) It must be an exciting time to be in the greater good. The propaganda machine has no breaks. It's just (laughs) every every day the newspaper says greatest victory (laughs) ever won. (laughs) However, the Imperium declared the loss of this little importance and instead focus their efforts on reclaiming a grillia now called mugalak bay yeah honestly the imperium was like the contrast is funny. well i guess we lost but who gives a shit about this planet so <laughs> yeah. let's move on the greatest victory to be ever won by the Tau. the imperium goes oh whatever so yeah. <laughs> bigger and better things i yeah. guess nah, off to the next war zone not that big of a deal <laughs> yeah, <off to> the- <laughs> which one is next <laughs> massive checklist <laughs> <laughs> there's like literally there's one or two checks like you can see yeah like yeah. there's still like 500 unchecked yeah. a couple have been like scratched out you know they've been exterminated yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in anger <laughs> oh that's nice okay so they win prefecture which they rename vastalos yeah and then the imperium's like okay you can have this one <laughs> because we're going somewhere else yeah and so now we're getting to the second battle of Mugaloth Bay, or the cleansing of Agrilon. So it wow. probably depends on who you ask. You yeah. ask a Tau, it's called the second battle. Mm-hmm. If you call, if you ask Imperium, it's called the cleansing. Mm. That's, so that's not bad. great wording for the Imperium Ooh, either. So. Let me guess what's going to happen. <laughs> I like that the Imperium just doesn't really care that much. They're just going like in this triangulation, just like yeah, well, well, yeah, I guess they can have that. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go over there, and then they can try and figure that one out. And uh, the Tau are playing checkers, and the Imperium is playing five D chess. Mm-hmm. That's yes, what's going on. Truly. But the Tau think they're so good at checkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Nobody can come close to us in checkers. Our checkers' ability is unmatched by anyone in any area. Unlimited power! <laughs> yeah, and the Imperium's like, okay. <laughs> check me. Well, what did you guys call yourselves again? The, you guys are fish or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It's really funny when you think about how little they care. Like, yeah, the naming conventions and they're, they're just like... Yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> Not at all. Soon after the Perfection campaign, the Imperium determined to reclaim Hive Planet Agrilan. The Tau had sent ha- half their fleet back to Mugaloth Bay for refitting. Though once they arrived, they realized that the Imperium's defeat at Perfection had done little to slow them down. Wait, 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 wait. So, 
why are they here again? They wanted to this planet now. They wanted the planet that they sacrificed earlier. Now they're coming back to it to retake it. Yes. Okay. All a part of the plan. All, I'm just making sure it's I'm five D chess. Man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just making sure I'm part of the plan. <laughs> the Imperium was determined to retake Agrolan and had sent a massive fleet against the planet. Newly appointed Chapter Master Shrike destroyed the orbital defense platforms with his chapter's lightning strikes, which allowed the Imperial forces <laughs> to batter the surface batter to that's a poorly written batter this who wrote this crap (laughs) well while we reword it just so you know lightning strikes are um lightning claws shot out of macro cannons at (laughs) ships so wait really that just makes me think of (laughs) pretty cool raven guards that just makes me think of uh pirates of the caribbean when they're loading cutlery into the (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. it's like that but just fists of lightning forks and knives on a galactic scale (laughs) right Um, So it allowed the Imperial forces to batter the surface batteries Mm. of the planet with their orbital bombardments. I hope that made sense. Yeah. I'm following. This cleared the way for the Imperium's ground forces to land safely. It's kind of weird how much of like a something has to fall in order for the next thing, in order for the next thing, in order for the next thing. Like the goal is to land troops. Mm. But you can't do that while they have these massive surface batteries that can shoot your ships from space. But you can't kill those things until you get rid of the orbital defenses that are already set up around the planet. So you got to do one to do the other so you can do the real thing. Just exterminate us the planet. <laughs> Skip a lot of steps. I'm all about taking the easy way out. <laughs> exterminate us planets. It's good. It's a good way to live. Just Mark, you're going to get pulled in front of the off. Inquisition like many times. Like, Mark, it says here on your career of three years you've exterminated... Now, this has got to be a typo. It says 800 planets. No, that's correct. Yeah, no. Um, Hear me out, though. You ever heard of Heretic, Xenos, and other ne'er-do-wells? <laughs> oh, okay. We, we have, yes. Yeah, they were on those planets. Those sons of bitches <laughs> had it coming. <laughs> no, Thank you for doing the, the Emperor's work, son. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, the Imperium would assault the Tau on three major fronts, and in classic 40K fashion... They are all stalemates. Let me guess. One countered, then the other countered, counter, 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 countered, everyone countered. You activated my counter card. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until the arrival of the Farsight Enclaves, and actually, this is kind of crazy, nobody saw this one coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Farsight Enclaves, that the Tau were able to push back the Imperium's forces on the Western Front. Now, not only that, but the Tau's hit-and-run tactics began to take a toll on the Imperium's forces and morale as it was becoming harder and harder for them to gain visible ground. That's cool. Um, Yeah, Farsight came. Why did he come? Just he likes to... Honestly, I couldn't find a reason why he came, but I think... When you, machina. when you follow, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe when you follow Farsight's kind of mo, he cares a lot about the Tau people, and mm. obviously, I think he has a grudge against the Imperium at this point. Sure, yeah. sure, Anything yeah. that's battling the Imperium, he's more than Fair willing enough. to go and join the fight. Yeah, so, yeah. especially if it's Tau, you know. Yeah. Um, this lasted until the Imperium revealed its trump card, an execu- trap card. Maybe <laughs> no, their trump. Card. Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, an execution force from the Officio Assassinorum was deployed to obliterate the Tau command structure, and one by one, the Tau leaders were either killed or forced away from their command. Now, for those who are unaware, an execution force uh, is comprised of four different assassins, Calexis, Calidus, Vindicar, and 
Eversor. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah? yeah, really did that off the dome, man. Yeah, I was, I was waiting to step in. <laughs> yeah, we uh, could give him a round of applause, I that's think. A good yeah. job. The four yeah. different uh, members of the execution force are Primaris Lieutenant, <laughs> Primaris Lieutenant, <laughs> Primaris Lieutenant, and Primaris Lieutenant in Gravis armor. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a rebel. Yeah. That's right. Um, seems. Anyways, so uh, this next thing is going to talk about what the individual assassins were targeting. So a Vindicare assassin attempted to kill Farsight. But failed thanks to Commander Bravestorm, um, Dark Strider. Yeah, Bravestorm jumped in the way of the way of the shot, I believe. Yes, but he like didn't that. die. Yeah, yeah. He he like sacrificed him, quote unquote, sacrificed himself. But he's not dead. He's so. in stasis somewhere. Or something. <laughs> Some whatever. You know, you God damn it! You can't just keep using stasis. <laughs> Tell that to them. The electrical bill is unreal. <laughs> What's all this cryo fluid we need? Huh? I'm sick of this. Meanwhile, Mark's over here, 800 exterminatus is in. <laughs> That's a lot of fuel, too, I think. Yeah. They barely register it, though. <laughs> right. Um, so Darkstrider, who is another named character in the Tau Empire, but yeah. isn't, like, on the commander level, no. uh, then killed the Vindicar, which... Cool. Sure. 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 It happens. Of course Shit it can happens. happen. Yeah. Darkstrider is one of the best in the Tau Empire, but, you know, whatever. You know. You know. It's not saying... It's not saying much. It's not saying much. Right. Okay. Farsight was then assaulted again by another assassin. Obviously, it's a very important target mm-hmm. to send two assassins after him. Yeah. So then he's assaulted by an Eversor assassin <laughs> who also failed and was destroyed by Oblatai 9-0. So that is uh, one of the members of his eight. Yeah. And But he's a, an AI. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about him before on the Farsight Enclave. Yeah, he's exclusion. a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Sun was attacked by a Calidus assassin Ooh. who used their power to appear as the ethereal Ankar mm. so they What's can a, change their yeah. shape, right? Through the use of uh, potions and poisons, I believe? Uh, Yeah, it's called the polymorph, polymorph drug, I believe. Okay. It has a name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the assassination attempt ultimately failed, obviously. <laughs> Though Shadow Sun was wounded, Oh no! Everyone, oh, everyone, take a. Yes. Oh, oh no! no. Dun, 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 dun. Will she wow. live? I hope Will she. Will she? Is she come... gonna survive? <laughs> I hope so. Tell me, tell me, Papa Tal. <laughs> she got a new model, so there's your spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> the only successful kill was by the Calexis assassin, who trapped Ethereal Supreme Aunva in a bunker. Mentally overloaded all mm. the Ethereal Guard members hmm. and then killed Aunva. Pretty big deal. So this the was huge actually deal. It's like killing the Emperor essentially. Well, you know, whatever, but it's the it's the equivalent to the Tau. Yeah. For sure. No, yeah. that's a big huge deal. Yeah, deal. Yeah. Especially just in such a seditious, like bad way too. I'm like, mad about it. He's not like he died um, on the front line or anything. I read the line too that like the Calexus assassin did it like slowly and viciously. Like it wasn't like a clean thing. He enjoyed himself. He enjoyed himself, yeah. Ugh, I would not want to be at the hands of one of the Assassinorum's Probably members. Rubbed one out after too. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. So he shouldn't blanks. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's, oh, he's a Calexus assassin yeah. who is a pariah yeah. or a blank is another term. <laughs> Holy shit. Got it. That was an illegal <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. This moment where Anva dies, it's one of the most refreshing moments <laughs> right? in everything that is in it's this episode. It's actually nice, yeah. Like, 
When was the last time you heard that they killed someone? Yeah. Like, yeah. Severix barely even matters because <laughs> the only time you hear him is that he died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas Anva, like, had such a big he history. He had a model! <laughs> yeah! And he's How dead. is he dead? True. There has to be some tomfoolery. Good riddance. <laughs> he had bad rubbish? <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, it is kind of crazy. It is pretty crazy. Anyways, we're still not done in the second battle from Mugaleth Bay. So... Uh, these assassination attempts and the successful murder of Aunva completely threw the Tau Command into chaos, just as the Imperium had planned. Mm. They used this distraction. Yes, they don't like it when we kill their kind. Yes, <laughs> according to plan. That's all it took. Yes. <laughs> we didn't want Aunva anyway. <laughs> <laughs> This is just That's take- the new propaganda poster. <laughs> Onva, traitor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, uh. Okay. So the Imperium used this distraction of a of a chaos Tau command structure to evacuate all their forces off the planet and resolved for a different tactic. <laughs> they declared exterminatus. Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. And prepared to destroy their own planet. <laughs> Take that. A specialized Imperial torpedo was unleashed upon Mugaleth Bay, which ignited the Northern Hemisphere's atmosphere. It was only thanks to a hastily constructed shield by the Earthcast that there were even some survivors on the planet. As it was, millions of Tau and human lives were lost in the Exterminatus. Classic Imperium. Thank God, though, that they went and killed Anva first. <laughs> Before they just right? exterminate. Why didn't you just exterminate everything? <laughs> so funny. If that was anyways, it was a, like a yeah. They didn't want to kill that many of their own guys, mm. right? Yeah. No, that's what it says. Eric, read the propaganda. Sorry, of course. My apologies. <laughs> um, <clears throat> many of these survivors. Okay, so I have another thing. This shield <laughs> constructed <laughs> by the Earth gas. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Let's conceive that us three are on a planet together, and I'm just going to pull the name of a planet out of a hat. Uh, let's call it Agrilon. <laughs> you okay. know, just a random planet name. I don't care what you call it. I'm going to call it Mugaloth Bay. Fair. <laughs> and let's put ourselves in the mind of three members of the Tau um, race. Uh, uh, all of us are Earthcast. dead. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> all of us are Earthcast scientists. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The Imperium has pulled back after their successful t- Tau command restructuring. You know, they've messed with it. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear that a single torpedo <laughs> has been launched from somewhere in the atmosphere and is heading to your planet. What is, Ian, mm. what is your first course of action as a Tau Earthcast scientist when you hear of this single torpedo? P. Pee my pants. <laughs> your pants. Mark, what was your first reaction? I probably think, shit, there's probably one Astartes in there. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like one just drop pod. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. obviously my reaction yeah. is, oh my god, I better build a giant ass shield right now because I right know now. exactly right what's now. about to yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't work. And you build it in a day. Well. Record time. I, I cannot stress. I don't understand. Okay, maybe if someone can please educate me. Maybe they have shields for exterminatus missiles. It already. says it was a hastily const- hastily constructed shield. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's like, all I'm saying is that's what we know. Yeah. You know. Okay. And so this 
torpedo comes, and we don't know what this torpedo is capable of. How would we know? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, they haven't been exterminatist before. Right, exactly, because you are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've never heard of this happening either, right? Um, oh, so man. this torpedo is coming, and all of a sudden you're like, maybe it even detonates. Yeah. And you start seeing, like, oh, my God, this thing is burning up the atmosphere. Sir, it appears that the atmosphere has been ignited. <laughs> yeah. How well, put you... it out, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> Deploy the shield. Put it out, you fool. Put it out. <laughs> like, how much time do you realistically Sir, we haven't think built you the have? Shield yet. <laughs> right? Well, how? How does it work that you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to Minecraft up a shield. <laughs> it's done. Like, I've heard it that does. the Chinese build like whole skyscrapers in weeks and it didn't like, work yeah. that well. Um, it does say millions were lost. Well, because they only were able to shield a small portion of people, but it was still a large enough portion of people that it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, millions are lost, but even if you saved one city on of all of Earth, that could be a millions of yeah, people, I guess that's right? A, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just I dislike the it. whole oh a Tao can just be caught off guard. And still create something that can survive an exterminatus. Mm. Yeah. They just should have all died. They should have. I'm not saying they deserve to die, no. I, but as filthy. Oh. <laughs> Are you going there? I don't want to. You're an no. Earth cast member. I forget sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I just... It's hard out here. I get it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to move on. I feel like I've kicked this dead horse long enough. <laughs> the stupid they shield. They do it to themselves, really. Yeah. Ah, okay. You've been so able to kick that dead horse so long because the towel created a shield generator around it. Right. Thank you. So goodness. now you're able to kick yeah. it without it exploding on your foot. <laughs> so the Tau shield generators are pretty OP. They're nice. Carry on. <laughs> so there were a bunch of survivors in this shield, and yeah. many of these survivors attempted to leave the planet and join the Farsight Enclaves, which. In my opinion, like, I get. Sure, yeah, yeah. Your own mm-hmm. people kind of have abandoned you or or you've been lost. Like, the Tau army is effectively destroyed completely on yeah. this planet. Where else are you going to go? Yeah. Right? Who else is going to protect you? Yeah, and I'm sure Farsight was like, come with us, come with us. Like, I'm sure he was bringing people in. Absolutely, yeah. If ever there was a time for him to recruit, it's yeah. right here. And yeah. probably When there's no be, ethereals. Wouldn't yeah. have even been necessarily in a recruitment effort. It could have been just like... You know, I am structure for you right now. Sure, yeah, I can offer you some kind of stability. We have some safety, you know, yeah, Yeah. come with us. Um, So they tried to join the Farsight Enclaves, many believing that the Tau Empire could not protect those it claimed to. Commander Surestrike, at the order of the Ethereals, determined to destroy the Tau rebels, though some did manage to escape his attack. So he is kind of, he's firing on the same people that he would have been fighting with, not hours before yeah i suppose eh? that's kind of crazy yeah he was described as like a yeah. zealot pretty much like he believed in the greater good that much exactly it's the perfect person to yeah. hunt down those who oppose your view is yeah. a zealot you don't want someone who's like yeah sure like i believe in the greater good you want someone who's like i will fucking die and kill <laughs> and do anything possible for the motherfucking greater good oh yeah brother oh yeah brother yeah you know like that's the kind of <laughs> i need a drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like, uh. he he, he must have done a great job because, like, he was elected. Well, not elected, but he was, uh, what's the word? Appointed. Appointed, uh, recommended. Recommended. Recommended by Shadow oh, Sun right. to lead the next sphere expansion. Like, right. he, yeah. Obviously, yeah, someone who the Tau He's Empire. deep into it. They really think that they can, like, throw their support behind him. Because sure. yeah. they need, like, 
good people who can command, but they also need people who are willing to like listen and be super heavily invested in the greater good. Yeah. And they, I think they realized that with Farsight, like that was, he wasn't invested enough in the greater good for them to be able to use him for their purposes. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so with this, the Tau Empire abandoned Mugalath Bay, another planet scorched by the Imperium. Brutal. Brutal. Not That's looking right. good. Not looking good. So in conclusion, after many engagements <laughs> in the Third Sphere, it was truly the second battle for Mugalath Bay that put an end to the Third Sphere. Uh, with the exterminatus of Mugalath Bay, the Tau's primary route to continue the Third Sphere was closed as well as a healthy reminder of what the Imperium is capable of. Uh, the, the Imperium withdrew from Tau space as the casualties were higher than expected. The Imperium also had more urgent matters to take care of, such as the invasion of the White Scar's homeworld of Corgi. Isn't it Chigoris? Chigoris oh. by the Red oh. Corsairs. It might not be. I might be crazy. As right. for the assassination of the Supreme Ethereal, uh, the council, the Ethereal Council covered up his demise using holograms of Anva and broadcasted a victory speech after the loss of Mughalath Bay. The council- That's a fun sentence. After the victory speech after the loss. <laughs> <laughs> didn't- we didn't want this planet. <laughs> we didn't want this planet. Yeah, well, we didn't want We came Ethereal. back a second time to tell you that. <laughs> we were just trying to leave. Wow, okay. So the council soon after made a complete AI program with Unva's memories and characteristics to continue his duties. Few outside the council know the truth. And continues a, to serve to this day. Yeah, to that's me, a, that's so weird. It's a they, crazy implications. Yeah. Like that they wouldn't, like that he was uh, like so far above them that they couldn't, like they couldn't do it themselves. Not like that they weren't able to, like kind of carry his torch themselves. Mm, sure, or, like, or ascend somebody else into yeah, yeah. supreme. Like they were like, no, we have to just make a fake one. He has to just he has to keep doing his thing. Yeah, they could have just lied. Like I think that they definitely wanted to cover up the circumstances of his death because yeah. that's not a great way to go when you're no, no it was the bad. most powerful member of your race can just be assassinated. Yes. Like that's not very good for like the propaganda <laughs> Too machine. Too bad. So I definitely understand their desire to cover that up, but why not just lie about the circumstances of his death? Sure, sure. Right. And say, you know, he, he went died out heroically fighting trying to protect four chapter the greater good. at once and yeah, died exactly. after killing three of them with hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. So yeah, I think all of us agree that we wouldn't have attempted to keep him alive through this AI program. <laughs> but when they do this, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like it's a full program that no one can actually even tell. Like even the hologram's so good that you can't tell. And and what's it going to take for them to just put that into, like, a synthetic body? Sure. Yeah, and, that might happen eventually. And now he's, like, just a robotic clone of himself. <laughs> well, and this is, like a, this is, like, a further technology of, like, the pure tide engram chip, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, I'd say, I don't know if it's further because I think they're a little different. The pure tide engram is actually trying to put a chip in a biological person, whereas this is effectively just creating an AI purely out of software hmm. and hardware. It's not the marriage of biological and, other, and yeah. technological. Yeah, it's more, it's pure technology. Yeah. But I think it's, it is definitely in the same vein. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, keeping your commanders alive and keeping their... Yeah, like just what... write books. <laughs> and then have people study them. Yeah. And then go in stasis. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so after healing from her wounds, sorry, can we go back to Unvafa one? Yeah, yeah, one more second. Um, 
the whole thing, the whole third sphere expansion is just a whole botched job. Like, they don't really accomplish anything. No, that's what I was saying with the triangulation. Like, they're yeah. literally just hopping between three-ish systems and doing fuck all. Yeah. So I like to think that the, the whole thing, it's all about pro propaganda, this whole sphere of expansion. Like, yeah, we won those planets. Yeah, we did this. Like, we can't have Unvod die, like, even if it was in heroic circumstances. Like, mm -hmm. everything always has to be... Yeah. The victory. Even when it's not a victory, it always has to be a victory. So do you think that's a like requirement of the Tau Empire and the Ethereals? Or do you think that's baked into their philosophy of the greater good that we have to win because our philosophy is correct? Yeah, I think that's what it is. So any kind of philosophy that requires a propaganda machine this strong to fuel itself can't be good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well... They're not good. They lost this war. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty. They're pretty bad. Yeah, but yeah, like uh, yeah, they just hide everything. Mm. Um, sure, they probably hid casualties. Um, they probably hid how much ground they actually yeah. lost. Even when we get into Shadow Sun, uh, we can read this line now, and it'll tell you what she hid. Okay. Mm -mm. So after healing from her wounds, she was tasked by the Ethereal Council to hunt down Farsight, and she reluctantly accepted. So. Farsight came, helped a bunch of people on Mugloth. Literally saved millions of Tau lives. Yeah, Shadow Sun was thankful, so, you know, she didn't want to reluctant. And she that, was, that was not part of the propaganda, yeah. I'm sure, that the Farsight Enclave. Oh, no. If anything, by. they would say they would fought with the Imperial. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, but Shadow Sun actually tipped off Farsight. Yeah, she warns uh, him. Warns him and is like, hey, yeah, I'm coming for you. Here's your heads up. I'll give you 24 hours or whatever. Sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah, so even Shadow Sun kind of is just everyone's just lying here. Everyone yeah, is just, just the greater good is just a shit. big veneer of smiling faces. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And as soon as you like crack through one, everything just falls apart sure. with them. Yeah. So when she tipped Farsight off, he uh, said, "All right, cool. Peace out. Peace out. Deuces. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna go and uh, kill some Tyranids. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you what a hero is. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, the uh, world of Tsazla." as the high fleet leviathan was attacking it so the more i read about tau the more i'm impressed with farsight i don't he's cool i don't he's yeah i didn't necessarily enjoy the episode we did on him i think a lot of that is kind of childish and how he was written but i like the um kind of the broad strokes of his character yeah. i just don't like how the finer details are filled yeah, out yeah yeah like but he's, he's a hero that he's just shows honorable. up yeah 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 he s values life above other things he's the willing to sacrifice himself yeah the yeah. more the more i learn about him the more i i think that he exemplifies what i would prefer the greater good to be mm -hmm. so good like good that. on you farsight so you're a traitor to the Empire <laughs> Earth cast, Eric. Ooh, ooh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, 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 I swear. Greater good, right? Greater good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the aftermath of the third sphere of expansion, the Tau faced a difficult strategic situation. The path to continue expansion through Mugalof Bay was blocked, uh, and to the galactic east was a sea of dead space thanks to High Fleet Gorgon. To the west, the Necron Sotek dynasty reigned supreme. Further exacerbating the Tau situation was the formation of the Great Rift and many smaller rifts, killing millions of yeah. So the Great Rift being the Cicadrix Maledictum. So yeah. we've almost reached Tau history now to the point of where we're current. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost. There's a couple more spheres, but... Sucks ass um, to be a Tau. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. 
yeah, so they they pretty much just called it quit. Like quit stuff just kept stacking up. They had nowhere else to really go. Um, I have yet to find a sphere that ends on like a great note. It almost yeah. is just like I think it has. We're to. stretched too thin. Yeah. We have nowhere else to go. We've suffered too many losses. We sure. can't resource allocate our resources effectively. Like. For as smart of a race as they are, they are often not well prepared to deal with what's beyond, like, the reaches of their own space. Yeah. And that's that's tough. And here's where we get sad. <laughs> it's just depressing to think about their insignificance <laughs> in the world, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not a, ideal. It's special, for sure. It's a, they're special little guys. Uh, so... Major victory! Whoa! <laughs> yeah! We have conquered four new worlds for our glorious empire. Four new seps. Tell us! Tell us, Ethereal Mark! What are they? The mighty Vast Talos. We spent many lives to get this one. So Vast Talos, previous known as Prefecta under the Empire, or the Imperium, I mean, is a sept of the Tau Empire. The planet now serves as war propaganda piece for the Empire. So this planet is literally a planet that... Okay, so if you picture a funnel and you picture Mugaloth Bay in the center of this the funnel... This is exactly funnel, what I was going to say. The Tau Empire is on the bottom of the funnel. The Imperium is on the top of the funnel. Prefecta is on the top of the funnel on the Imperium side. Right. And so, Mugaloth Bay was their entrance yeah. into the Dovar system. Yeah. The way they would get resources to Prefecture, reinforce yeah. it, get communications, make sure that Prefecture would have had an escape route yeah. if they needed to evacuate the planet or anything. That was all possible only because of Agrilon or Mugaloth Bay. Yeah. And now they gave it up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but... Major victory. Major victory. Major victory. <laughs> Major they, Vast victory. Talos is thriving out wow. in Imperial space. A utopia uh, of, you... the, of the greater good. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. They really make it out like this was like some, the greatest thing ever, the greatest next big planet. It's the greatest it's... invention since sliced bread. Yeah, exactly. But it's just. Greatest such... victory they've ever won. Yeah. <laughs> greatest victory. Greatest one. But it's just. Uh, huh. But really, yeah, it's just, like they, it doesn't have anything noteworthy on that planet. They don't have factories. Well, I'm sure they have stuff, but it's not known for it. You know, it's not, it's known, not known for, for, for its great fire cast. Yeah, it's not known for the crazy technological marvels that come out of it. Yeah, it's literally just waiting to be snapped up by an Imperium when the Imperium is like, I guess I have time. Exactly. You know. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. That's nice. So it's not going to last long. Yeah. Uh, then another new sept that we that we conquered in the greater ah, good. Not conquered. That's an aggressive. Sorry, word. that we annexed. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Ksimian. Ksimian. <laughs> yep. Ksimian. 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 You're talking like a Sims. Ksimian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Kasi M. Yen. Conquered largely through stealth and subterfuge during the third sphere of expansion. Kas Why would you put that title in? Oh my god, it's in so many more. Kasimin. Kasim Yen is now a part of the Tao Empire. Uh, during the Tao occupation of the world, those humans who swore their allegiance to the greater good were moved deeper into the Tao Empire to assure their safe life from the vengeful Imperium. Not to make sure, you know, 
that they're going to submit fully to the greater good. <laughs> no, no, no. It's for your protection, oh, he yeah, said, that... herded into the back of a Tau transport, leaving the planet. I this know, is for I you. know it looks like a cage, but hear me out. <laughs> Think of it more as an outside room. <laughs> like, it's free airflow. It's beautiful. Uh, the colony of Kismien is now associ- largely associated with luck, subtly, subtlety, and an opportunistic mindset. Yeah. Sounds like America. Mm. I thought this was America. You know, like the American dream? <laughs> uh, no? Luck, subtlety, and an optitunic mindset. Maybe that's a Amer- bad comparison. <laughs> American dream. <laughs> <laughs> At one uh, point, a lone gene stealer from High Fleet Gorgon reached Kismian. Kismin. Yeah. Kismin. I'm not <laughs> saying it like that. The creature was captured by the planet's Earthcast scientists and subjected to extensive analysis, resulting in a lowly worker being implanted with a measure of germ seed. That's nice. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. The grotesque <laughs> an- anatomies that sprung up in the laboratories were seen as curious rather than blasphemous by the Earthcast. For the Tau approach to alien life forms oh, is founded God. on the concept of acceptance and tolerance. <laughs> oh, and wow. diversity. <laughs> Inclusion. <Isn't that> cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at this tyranid I made. Isn't it pretty? Oh, God, my face. <laughs> Can we negotiate with it? <laughs> <laughs> when the research divisions experienced a bloody schism some Jesus. 20 years later, the Firecast was called in, only to find many subterranean research facilities overrun. God. Kasim Yen <laughs> is yeah. now consumed by war and quarantined for almost 10 years before the eccentric ethereal Aun Gol declared it productive and clean. That's cool. They pretty much went on like a 10-year-long crusade against their own planet. <laughs> yeah. Because some in. idiot was like, what happens if I germinate this thing? Yeah. <laughs> what happens if I take this Tyranid stuff and I just shoot it right up our own guy's butt? <laughs> what happens? Turns out, <laughs> ethnic cleansing. <laughs> this is a bad oh, time. They had to get rid of everything. Yeah, that's not a good time. Productive and clean. Uh, oof. No. Welcome to the to greater good. Yeah. Everyone is productive. <laughs> Everyone is clean. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, God. Some scholars think this gene stealer infestation started during the war for the planet. Uh, the defense forces of the world were absent, combating another unspecified threat. A large force of Tau simply moved in and took the world without opposition. Yeah. Kind of cool. The sept colors of Kasim Yen is gray. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like uh, all of their like their personality on the planet, like the luck subtlety, sub subtlety, all that is very gene uh, gene steel esque. Like yeah, the the like, opportunity, yeah, luck, yeah. yeah, being subtle. It's mm-hmm. very much with like exactly how a gene stealer would yeah. kind of do their infestation. Yeah. So even if they did purge the planet like completely, like I wonder how much of that mindset remained. Obviously, a lot of it. But. Yeah. I'm, I'm also wondering how confident they are that this planet is clean yeah. from the gene stealer. Like, it's very hard to remove like, gene stealer. Don't worry, it's productive and clean. Don't go there, though. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't need to go check. there. <laughs> you can trust me. It just has our seal of approval, okay? Yeah. You don't need to make a visit. They're fine. All flights are canceled, though. Just <laughs> <laughs> also, is anyone you know been around anyone who has had contact with a Cassimian? No reason. Yeah, they're probably clean. They are clean. We just want to <laughs> talk to them. 
you know? I'm sure they're productive, too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this next one is obviously, like, pre-end of the Third Sphere, but uh, Mugalath Bay obviously had a sept as well. Uh, yeah. Previously an Imperial Hive world known as uh, Agrelin. After being conquered by the Tau, the name was changed to Mugalath Bay. Their name changed in the last long, though, because at the end of the Third Sphere, all that remained of the planet was an uninhabitable husk exterminatist by the Imperium. Sad. Still sad. counts. Four planets, four new steps. Productive still and clean. <laughs> Very clean. Very clean. <laughs> Very. No life. Very the clean. cleanest. Yeah, there's no, there's no bacteria. There's nothing there. The planet's yeah. made of glass now. <laughs> Quite clean. Uh, their sept color was blue. Cool. And the last sept that they were able to take is Fireos. Fireos. The Tau occupying this world wrestled it from the grip of a fierce orc warlord. Though doing so cost him dear, the Sept world was becoming a veritable fortress, though local battles still raged on in the outlying worlds. Tau of the Sept are known for their tenacious refusal to, refusal to accept defeat, tempered by a stoic acceptance of the price all must pay in the furtherance of the greater good. The Sept colors are dark green. Yeah. Oh. Sounds like that planet has really good reconditioning centers. Oh, you, what was that about the greater good you said you didn't like? <laughs> yeah. Please submit yourself to <laughs> Warehouse 4D for <laughs> re education. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Checks out. Um, yeah, so that was the four plants. Um, we gave this, we always give the Tau such a hard time. Like, there are hundreds of battles, I'm sure, that happened in this third sphere of We covered the major ones. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, like, in even these Sept's and stuff, I, I kept on saying that they're one world, but, like, a Sept is typically a system. system. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, normally, like, not all planets within a system are inhabitable sure so normally you get like your prime planet yeah. that's like your main one and then whatever planets are also in the system yeah that are normally feeding into this prime planet whether it's resources or you know making sure it's yeah. defendable or whatever yeah. so yeah so they might have got a couple more but uh the tower yeah. empire grows victory yeah all all in all a great victory for a the great Tau victory empire, i would say Third did, we, sphere. did we start the fire Yes, the fire rises, brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, okay, as much as I do rip on the towel, mm-hmm. uh, let's see if we can find some positive things oh. about the third sphere of expansion. So what would be uh, a positive thing that we went through today? Uh, right off the bat, I love that battle suits can fly into space. I think that's so really cool. cool. Like. Even just, like, picturing, like, space battles and stuff and them, like, flying across the voids and dropping, like, bombs and shit or planting bombs on the hulls of ships and, like, yeah. yeah some kind just, of stealth warfare or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It can just be a very cool image. Um, you see battlesuits often being dropped from high altitude and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, to see them then go up, very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very, my takeaway. I got another neat. one, but somebody else can share. I think building on that, like, I think that the prospect of – uh, like continuing to just further their tech to combat mm. things. Like uh, we were talking earlier about how they get just like thwarted instantly by the psychic presence. But then it goes on to say that like uh, the storm was created. And so they dropped storm surges all over the planet. And <laughs> right. that was enough to just like kind of push it back. So like yeah. they can still kind of continue to further that just building and building and building their bigger tech. and bigger mechs yeah. yeah like you know they'll get there <laughs> we made a mech the size of a planet <laughs> yeah exactly so hopefully they can do it it'll just take time yeah 
No, it is cool. Yeah, you see them uh, technologically developing, which is something you actually don't see in the later spheres. Oh, so, well, never yeah. mind. My hope is all lost. Yeah, a- after that w- catastrophically failed warp drive engine, yeah, they kind of <laughs> take a step back from everything. But uh, something that I really like, and <clears throat> I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily happy that this happened to the Tau, yeah. but I am happy that big named people in this thing died. Sure. So ca- yeah. chap- Chapter Master yeah, Severax died, yeah. and he's not coming back. Yeah, and then also Alan Va is dead and not coming back. And I would love to see more stories. What do you mean have... he's dead? I mean, <laughs> all hail supreme ethereal Alan Va, leader of the Council of Ethereals, the undying spirit is his name. <laughs> he cannot be killed. Un... Yeah. Whoa. I would like. Hey, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Talk no, here. I would just like more named people die mm. in 40k. I really appreciate yeah. it. It makes it much more realistic and way less of a child's story, in my opinion. Nothing worse than Shadow Sun and fucking Shrike fight and one's wounded. It's just like. Oh. Yeah, and there's if it was yeah. like a one or maybe two or maybe even 10, 15 times it happened. <laughs> sure. But when you reach into like it's every episode over. we talk, we have I know, this conversation. It's, just, it's impossible for them to kill people. So I really appreciated yeah. that about this. It wouldn't have mattered to me who they killed. Sure. I'm just happy that someone actually died. And um, yeah, I actually have a not a complaint, but a notice. Never. A grievance? Notice. Not even a grievance. A minor just, criticism. <laughs> just a just a just a slight minor criticism, mm. if you will. Yeah. So my problem is that. If you're not a named hero or a named character, you don't ever do anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, back in the day, 40K, and I don't want to sound like, back in my day, this was blah, blah, blah. But I just want to say on the tabletop. <laughs> yeah. On the tabletop, it was, like, really tough to bring named people into your game. Like, it yeah, was Yeah, you a, have to be, like, uh, to bring Marinus Calgar, you have to have, like, a 2,000-point army or something. Well, yeah. It, it was, like, yeah. a themed thing. It was yeah. more, like, story-driven almost. You were, like, I'm, I'm bringing... Marnius Calgar today. Yeah, was that it? was like insane. Or and, and it was normally down... like, you know, you're an idiot, but like, it'll be fun. At least. <laughs> yeah. But like dropping down Marnius was a huge deal. Dropping yeah. down Grimaldus was a huge deal. Yeah. Right? And now you see these named characters all the time. Every and I game. think they've kind of lost a little bit of their specialness. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about reading some of the stuff here. These mm-hmm. characters lose how special they are because anytime something crazy happens, it's always them. Yeah, you know the only reason the Vindicare like Dark Strider did it, uh, Oblatai Nine Dash O did it, Stormbreaker, yeah. whatever. Um, as cool as it is, Stern Shield I think is the one that attaches the the yeah, device yeah. device onto the Imperial ship duty's call or whatever. Yeah. it's never an unnamed person yeah, like, performing these maneuvers. Yeah, why could any firecast not have done that? That. Right. atmospheric flight or whatever yeah exactly and why would you first of all why would you risk yourself if yeah. you're like the strategic <laughs> commander why would you not send someone but it's anyways, all a part of the plan i know so i'm not it's not a problem against this specific instance but i would like to see the common soldier doing more get more yeah. time i'm tired of these like heroes who I don't think are written extremely well. No, no. Like you get a paragraph of information from these people. Like, yeah, they're extremely one dimensional yeah. in my opinion. And yeah. if you're going to be one dimensional, give me a one dimensional soldier who I'm never going to see again because he's going to do something and then he's going to die. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to like build and flesh out these characters, maybe make it so they're not in such dangerous scenarios where I find it so hard to believe that they're continuing to evade death over yeah. and over and over again. So that's or just getting gravely wounded and getting back up next day. I, yeah. Stasis. Exactly. <laughs> It's yeah. because of our Earthcast technology, Mark. That's right. <laughs> all hail yeah, the Earthcast. This all sounds like blasphemy to yeah. me. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. It, it, I hate it when I see two named characters fucking fight because you're just like, what's the point of being? Fucking Neither of this? them is gonna die. Like, yeah. and even I don't even care which one of them wins because in 40k, yeah. if you don't kill your opponent, you didn't win. You didn't win. Yeah. You, what was the point of like, what you done? Show, show me the winner. If you but, haven't exterminated 802 planets like myself, that's right. what's the point? Are you even are a you, man? Are you, are, you, are you even doing the Emperor's work? Exactly. Do no. you even care about the div- humanity's divine right to rule the galaxy? <laughs> and you know? I know, this is tough for you, Eric. Oh, I'm so worked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I don't know. A little rant of the day, I guess. A little bit of a rant for you there. Yeah. Um, you said you had another thing that you really liked about the episode. So I always like what, when we read stuff and I get that idea or that, uh, like army idea. Okay, where you, like a spark. Yeah. And you're like, I can definitely represent on tabletop. So the, uh, Kismin with the gene seed. Simeon. Simeon. Kasimian, yeah. Semen. Semen. <laughs> you, you get the hell out of here. Semen. <laughs> There's an apostrophe in the Tau, so. Semen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's one of those armies where it's like you have very little information, but it's enough that you can really do like that flavored army. Like just imagine doing Tau Gene Stealers. Oh, yeah. Right. And now you have a place and maybe they like this planet was cleansed, but maybe some Tau from this planet escaped. And now that's your army. Okay. You know? And now they're going off and doing Gene Stealer things. So what how do you build a Tau army yeah. and represent luck, subtlety? Can you stop playing footsies with me? No, you just keep no. touching. I'm sorry. <laughs> So it, how, it's, how it, it's more so so like you play gene serial cults, but you just model them as Tau. Oh, you know, I see. Like I have, see. Yeah, yeah. I just, thought you were saying they were Tau, all infected with gene serial cults, and you were going to play them as Tau. Oh no, no. I think I'd play them as gene serial. Cults. Oh, okay. You could maybe do both. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know a lot about the gene stealer cult yeah. army yeah. and units. I'm actually like I've looked into them before. I bought some models, but honestly, I, I'm not too impressed with the gene stealer cult line. Hmm. But I do like the Tau line. So if you were to try and represent luck, subtlety, and an opportunistic mindset, what kind of units would you include? Like stealth suits, but yeah. For opportunistic? Sure, yeah. Like that's stealth. But like really like, yeah, like I, I, what inspires me is more just doing an actual full on gene suit cult and just doing Tau. I see. They would all just. Do they be, look yeah. like Tau? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you so, just play them with Gene Stealer rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally make them the exact same. You know, so they can like pour from the sewers yeah, and they have like exactly. their Alpha Primus and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but you just play them as Tau. But yeah, it's just, it's just. I love when you get those really uh, distinct army ideas where you can just pull it onto the tabletop, really cool, like and yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate agree. that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyone else want to comment? Yeah, anything else you want to say before we thank all of our Imperial Tithers? Just for the greater good, everybody, remember. If you ain't Stay good strong in- out there because yeah. it's really tough. <laughs> 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 for the greater good. We didn't want the planet. <laughs> okay, uh, let's, let's take a moment and thank all the brand new supporters of the show. Without your guys' support, you know, we wouldn't be doing this. So, Not this long, anyways. No. <laughs> no. Thank you to Ponzosaurus, Wade, Artem, 
Golden Gamer, Wexler, Raxine, Valu. Uh, I'm this is a little shout out. Shout out, Valu and I have been playing some Valheim together. Oh, it's nice. been pretty great. Oh, cool. Yeah. On the Discord, go join. Yeah, yeah, hang out on the Discord. And join our Patreon. Back to Patreon. Uh, thank you to Jenkins. Thank you to Mikhail, Gorm, Xavier. <laughs> See, secret cunt. <laughs> A lot of yous. Uh, Zunjia, Alistair, Akaiken, Hinsley, Pearson, Hylix, or Helix, Skonk. <laughs> That's a big skonk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what a skunk is, but I like it. It's the chonk version of a skunk. <laughs> yeah, okay. Skunk is to skunk as chonk is to cat. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, thank you to Jeffries, Palmer, Xander, J.M. Hammer, who's another person I've been hanging out with Discord yeah, I've a lot. With him a couple times. Uh, Robinson and Jeremy. Thank you guys so nice. much for contributing to Ooh, our show. Yeah, thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, if you want to get involved on our Patreon, one dollar, easy. Yeah. Two dollars, you now get to access video content. You ever seen video before? You ever seen this thing video? It's you, great. It's, you're gonna Very watch cool. it. I can tell you that much. Ours isn't worth it, but it's, it's there. <laughs> it's you there. know, yeah. video. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Ian, thank you so much for thanks, boys, joining us on the show. It was a pleasure. Always lovely to and a privilege mope about town. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. To yes. be as equally sad after this episode, uh-huh. we you we start up here on like uh-huh. a collective high. Yeah, really happy to get together and record. And then as <laughs> Tao episodes always go, it's just well, nobody's screaming at each other. At least we could change that. You want to scream? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, thank uh, you for joining us, Ian. Mark, thanks. always a pleasure. My hat's off to you, sir. You don't have a hat. How it's can... off. Yeah, I, that's literally what I just said. Mark's playing 5D chess, and I'm playing checkers over <laughs> here. Oh, you're really Eric, good thank at you. It. See you later. See you guys. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, 
we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.